Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are Maroon and Old, a podcast featuring me, Chandler Alsbacker. And me, Aaron Williams. Aaron, we're going to get to a lot of things today that happened while I was in a foreign land. But one of the things that I think is, is the best way to start out when talking with Aaron is, is comparing musical notes with foreigners. Ah, yes. And it's weird because the uh, the general idea of cultural colonialism <laughs> means that if something is big in America, it's probably big somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird walk, like getting into uh, an English cabbie's car and you just hear this sort of generic European dance music that <laughs> the English seem to like so much. But it also like, so I was staying in a hostel, which by the way, you, you warned me about the hostel movies. Um, a, a, a gentleman from Hungary informed me that in Hungary, those movies are called Motel. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that, that, that was interesting. I, I compared notes with some Australians on some Australian artists, someone who Julia Jacqueline was. So we yeah. talked about how, you know, good, good sadness music and everything. Very sad, yes. But I, I mainly talked with uh, a couple guys, one of whom was the aforementioned Hungarian, one of whom was a guy from Argentina um, who wound up in London. And um, first off, I want to say this Hungarian guy, I've I've never met someone so elated to meet other people who like Radiohead. Oh, ah, nice. Um, because apparently people in Hungary aren't super into Radiohead. That is too bad. That is too bad. Have they never played there? Uh, maybe. Oh. I mean, it, it makes it would make sense if they have. Like, it, it just. Like you could see, like on the OK Computer tour, like if they were gonna do a um, a tour of Europe, just broadly Europe, they might stop in Budapest. Yeah, would make sense. I cannot name any other Hungarian cities, so apologies. But yeah, that was that was sort of whenever you you interact with people who are not from the place you're from, you you compare notes and and you uh, you talked about well well here's this screwed up thing about where I come from and then they give you some screwed up thing about where they come from and you know you sort of relate over that but that was that was an interesting time and it was it was neat talking about uh, talking about music with these fellows and with other people along the way so I thought that might go somewhere, but when you're you're, you're scrambling to throw together an anecdote um, right after you start recording, sometimes it may not quite be as free flowing as you think it is. You know, and that is that is okay. That is okay. I will say that, but no, it is cool. And you know, Radiohead is a you know maybe they don't like a bit hungry for whatever reason. I don't know, but you know, it's cool. That's cool. It's cool to connect with people. You know, and uh, I don't know. I, I think it's I, I personally think it's universal. It's also fitting to probably discuss Radiohead in England, right? Like it's where they're from. Yeah, it is where they're from. Makes sense. <laughs> it's not a really insightful thing to say, but you know, it's true. It is true. Well, that's my review of the the, the nation of England. Obviously, that's, yeah. that's the whole of it. It's been a, a long time since you traveled abroad isn't it yes yes since i was probably 12 or 13 i don't have anything on the horizon yet i'd like to change that in the next in the next three to five years but with my job right now just based on a few things it's a little hard to finagle that but uh i'll get there i'd like to like to see the world yeah and um if anyone is listening and thinking about and trying to figure out you know vacation days and all of that. Um, I don't know. It's it's nice to just sort of sit down and say, I, I I've been saying I want to do this thing. Let's just do this thing. Um, because if I don't do it right now, when might I ever do it? Yeah. And uh, I come back from my own sojourn. Is that a word? Sojourn. Am it's I a word. It correctly. Um. I think I'm like 70% sure you are. Okay. Uh, it like tra- means like travel. And maybe yeah. there's a more specific use, but it is like a travel. I was actually thinking about that word in relation to a song the other day. So it's top of mind. But Well, regardless, I come back from it um, 
feeling very happy about that experience. Um, there, there are so many things that I was sort of worried, well, what if it's, you know, drab and rainy, like England tends to be in February? Uh, or what if I don't really know how to talk to people in the hostel? Or what if I get lost? Or maybe just being all alone in a foreign country is too overwhelming. But I found it quite fulfilling. I, I thought it was really cool. I thought, you know, the, the last day I was kind of disappointed to leave and, and sort of, you know, the, the whole day was kind of played by a sort of like, well, I can't do anything here anymore. But like every other day I was over there was was really, really cool. Um, I'm going to stop using adjectives to just describe the quality of things because that gets a little tiresome. But I can tell you, I, I had a very good time. Um, and I, I do have my journal here and I thought I would walk through. And the last time I tried, the, first, the only time, the first time I've done this with a friend over the phone, it took me over an hour and a half. So I'm going oh. to try to. I'm trying to, going to try to condense things a bit. All right, the cliff notes. So um, the first thing I did was I went to London because that's where they have a big airport, you might have heard. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I, I had um, – the main goal of this trip was I follow a soccer team called Norwich City. They're in the east of England in the city of Norwich. If you look up Norwich – on your computer or phone or whatever it's spelled n-o-r-w-i-c-h basically the w is silent think about it that way um which is not the dumbest like english silent thing on the train in norwich there was a place that if you read the name it looks like it's spelled windom windom mm -hmm. and it's just pronounced windom they take out m-o-n when you say it very dumb very dumb people um but these very dumb people when i was talking to them were often friendly sometimes just regular people uh but london was very neat i'm not super into cities that size but the thing is when you go and you use the most perfect public transit system you've ever experienced in your life because you've lived in America your whole life. Well, in cities uh, in America, they're not the standard bearer for America, I will say. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I've been to Chicago. I've done the public transit there. We've got, like, for America, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, some pretty good public transit. Like by our national standard, you know, that's it's a low bar, but it's a very low bar. And when you go abroad, you understand how low that bar really is, um, because if I wanted to like e even expanding on like just the sort of metro transit stuff, if I wanted to get on a train to Chicago, which I've been thinking about doing, then that'll be like seven hours one way. And I know we're working on that. Where maybe, uh, you know, in 10 years, it can maybe be cut in half. I don't know what the plan is with, with the high speed rail, but I know it's supposed to be fast, hence high speed. But the fact that you can go pretty much anywhere in the country of England by just getting to the light, the, the, the right train station and getting on and paying, if you booked it in advance, maybe like 20 pounds, if that, to go across country, that's pretty cool, in my opinion. And then you can even get on a train and go to France, which I didn't do this time. Anyway, so I stay at the hostel, uh, mainly just talked with folks, had some food while I was there, a lot of Mediterranean food. Mm. I did do a tour of Wembley Stadium, Ooh. which Wembley, the current Wembley Stadium is only 18 years old, I think, maybe less than that. So it's just kind of a fancy new stadium, I guess. It's not like they try to allude to the history, but it's not the same building that was there a hundred years ago. So like, you know, it's pictures on the wall, it's little pieces here and there. It's, it's, you know, um, here's, here's the brick sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas you would, I, I would love to look at somewhere old. Yeah. Um, and I did get a chance to, to tour a proper old stadium later on the trip and we'll get to that. But so anyway, that, that was kind of the big activity. My Friday there was see Wembley stadium. I did go by Abbey road studios. I did cross the crosswalk. It's a crosswalk in front of a building. 
Um, it's so it's kind of neat that you can recognize it, but you know, it is what it is. I guess I should probably actually go look up the webcam thing if I wanted to, if they haven't wiped it by then. But anyway, um, Saturday was the first of the times I was going to get to see Norwich while I was over there, the team Norwich, because they were playing QPR, Queens Park Rangers, a team in West London in Shepherd's Bush. And they play in this kind of dumpy stadium called Loftus Road which I've all, every time I've, I've seen Loftus Road, it's looked just great to me. And I went and it was great. It's, it's the right type of dump of a stadium. It's, mm. it's very small on a map, doesn't cover very much land. It's very vertical. It looks kind of like if you just grab, like the facades look sort of just like if you put a bunch of pipes or, or like an erector set in in a bunch of shipping containers. Um, the the away end, so like behind the goal where they have quarantined all the visiting supporters for the other team, so me, um, the concourse is about the size of like the hallway in my apartment um, in sort of width, and the seats don't have very much lead room. But it was just—I mean, it was—it was a great atmosphere to to see the game. Um, the Norwich fans were louder than the QPR fans. If you, if you've ever done an away game in college football, you know that like when you go, there's sort of this informal thing where someone like has to lead the chance, you know, whenever you know the M I N N E S O T A after a touchdown, for example. Um, it's kind of just about making a racket and annoying the, the home <laughs> fans who are there. And it was like that sort of thing, but amplified at at this. And so basically the whole end behind the goal was filled with Norwich fans who were singing about, um, you know, how, uh, how Borja Sainz, who's Spanish and plays wing for Norwich, eats paella, drinks Estella and hates Ipswich. Um, or, you know, whatever other songs they, they might have. And um, so it was just noisy. It was, it was, it was fun. TPR went up one nil, but Norwich came back and stored two straight goals. The second of which uh, both the, the two Norwich goals were in the second half, right in front of the away fans. And the second was stored by uh, none other than Josh Sargent, who um, is from St. Louis. He was the starting U S striker at the world cup in Qatar two years ago and seeing him store for my team because he's he's had a really good season when he's been healthy uh he's an american playing for my team um was just the coolest thing in the world and to, to be the go-ahead goal that that was even cooler so the, the norwich fans were very buoyant they were clapping tpr then tied it it was a very sort of end-to-end type of game ended up just a a, a draw but um it was really cool to do that and um, and I wasn't done with soccer, was the thing. Um, so the next day, I, I went to the West Ham Arsenal match, which was much less interesting to talk about. Um, West Ham are in a big new stadium that was erected for the 2012 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the stands are a bit far from the field. The upper deck is kind of far, even further from the field. Um, there's not a lot of character and then Arsenal won 6-0. <laughs> um, and they stored some really great goals. Um, Declan Rice, who for the last few years was West Ham's captain, had just a crazy goal from like 25 yards out. But I did not stay for full time because there was not a reason for me to stay for full time when that was um, when that was the score line. I did see every goal before I left. After that, I, I came back to the hostel, and then I was really craving just a big pile of noodles, and there was a Chinese place. So I was in nice. Kensington. Um, I was in Kensington, which is in West London, and directly south of Kensington is Hyde Park. Hyde Park being where... Pearl uh, Jam plays. <laughs> well, yes, yes. But a different Hyde Park. No, um, no, no, no. That isn't that isn't that the isn't that don't they do the big festival in England there? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's a big English one day festival they do each year, right at Hyde Park. Um, 
oh, it appears you may be right here. Told you. I guess you did tell me. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so anyway, so Hyde Park, it's uh, it's where Kensington Palace is. So yeah, I, I walked through Hyde Park to get to this Chinese place. I have some lo mein. It's good. It's lo mein. And then it's dark because it's six o'clock. It's not even six o'clock actually, but it's England in winter. So it, you know, it's further north. It gets dark even sooner than it does here. And um, and I see these two youths who are wearing face coverings. And uh, and so I walk past them, and one of them sort of looks at the other and gives a that sort of motion where he kind of for those of you who do not see my face sort of like nods his head to the left over his shoulder towards me. And I see this in my peripheral vision and uh, I have an idea of what might be about to happen. So I try to uh, speed up my generally quick walk. Um, And then I look over my shoulder and they are following me (laughs) and they do want to mug me. Um, and they asked if I have any money. I say five, ten pounds, maybe, which is the truth. And they say something about, uh, are you trying to make me take your money from you? <laughs> which, to be clear, these are the, like, these, these like, they might be 16 years old. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt they're carrying around a knife and stabbing people. They might be carrying around a knife to show people. I didn't see a knife. Maybe they could have beat me up because it was two on one. I don't. I was really just annoyed that they were there. Yeah. So I gave them the ten pounds and felt annoyed at them, annoyed at myself, and I went back to the hostel. But anyway, so apparently, if you ever go um, after Hyde Park closes, because apparently it closes at six, like mm. they close the main gates and there are only turnstiles out that you can go through. Be aware of of a. Uh, Pasty white English teens who might try to take your money, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was only five, ten pounds. So like, but anyway. I hope they. Story. I hope. They, I hope they enjoyed their sandwich. I hope they had the best ten pound. Well, splitting the be, the best ten pound best, sandwich. Yeah. They could. So anyway, that was my Sunday night experience. The uh, the Monday. Um, I went by Apple Music Corp headquarters, possibly formerly headquarters, because there was an Apple Tommy and Fitch there now. Or maybe like it's one built. I don't know what the situation is. But anyway, that is another building on a street that I have seen. All right. Yeah. Um, if you if you picture if if you if in your mind's eye you picture um George Harrison taking a look down from the top and and his red pants, then then maybe it's a little more interesting. But anyway, so just walked around, uh, was going to go to the British Museum because it's free. And I had booked a reservation, but there was a giant line and I didn't feel like dealing with whatever the the situation was for getting in. So I decided to just walk, got some lunch, um, walked down to Tower Bridge because I was in that part of London. And... um, and uh, Tower Bridge is neat. Um, and then I saw these signs for boats. <clears throat> and I was interested in doing something like this. So I thought, well, we'll walk down and we'll get a ticket to go on the boat. Um, and it's a pretty good deal. It was like 10 pounds, something like that. Maybe maybe a little bit more. But you, it just takes you down the Thames. You can look out the window. You, if you get a seat on the back, you can sit on the back in a chair and it'll just take you by the main uh, stuff that's right on the Thames. So start at Tower Bridge, go down past um, the Eye, they call which is a big Ferris wheel and Westminster Abbey, Big Ben, uh, Battersea Power Station, which is on the cover of Animals by Pink Floyd. And uh, it was just like a really nice day in London, like 55 degrees, pretty sunny. So not that windy. It was just a, it was a nice day to be on a boat and, and look at some neat buildings. And uh, highly recommend that experience if you can make it happen. So um, at that point, 
I decide, well, I want to see this stadium in West London. So I get off the boat. I get on a train. I go to the neighborhood of Fulham. And, uh, and it's I, all these I, names. I only know the soccer team. Like I only you know the, you know what I mean? Like I know the names of all the teams. I don't know anything about us. This is very interesting. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Well, well, uh, well, Fulham, um, they exist. They're one of the two teams in the neighborhood of Fulham. One is Chelsea. They're sort of on the far East side of the neighborhood. I didn't, want to see Chelsea's stadium. I hate Chelsea. Like, I think they're morally bad. Um, and that's not a joke. <laughs> um, and then the other team is Fulham, whose stadium is literally on the Thames. Um, they're in a very, very posh neighborhood with these old, possibly townhouses that are very nice to look at, all painted white. And their stadium is called Craven Cottage. And Craven Cottage was built over 100 years ago. And in the 70s or 80s, um, a bunch of fans decided to get the stadium protected by the government so they can't tear it down. And a lot of elements within the stadium got protected uh, in addition to that. So there are these, if you've ever been to Fenway Park, um, there are these wooden seats behind home plate, not like right behind home plate, but like the last section towards the top of those seats. Um, and they're cramped and there's not a lot of lead room, but they've been there a hundred years. And so Craven Cottage has the same thing basically. And they were like from a, like a closed theater or something a hundred years ago or whatever. And so They've just got these wooden seats, but the facade of the the stadium is just gorgeous. It's this really elegant brick situation. And then you go in and I, I don't have the, or uh, yeah, I, I can actually show Aaron on here in, in one of the corners of the stadium, there's this house. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, and house is maybe the wrong word, but it was, it was it was put in the stadium meant to be like an office where you could run the entire club out of. Um, <laughs> you know the the board, you know whoever's in charge of signing people would would do their work there. They would you know use it, and then um, and then now it's like a luxury area, and the the president, who's actually the owner of the Jaguars, um, he will uh, he will bring in some friends or whatever and we got we got to go in there and it was kind of neat it seemed like a really neat view for for a game um got to see the dressing room got to see where two u.s men's national team members i guess get dressed anthony robinson and tim ream um tim ream is the captain at fulham he's been there for a long time they seem to really love him there uh two guys who are, are in, in a long lineage of great American players to play at full on Clint Dempsey is probably the most famous one, but Craven cottage, just this really neat sort of intimate little ground that um, I always heard was really cool. And getting to go just sort of reassured me that um, I really want to go <laughs> to see a game there. Cause it was, it was a really, really cool stadium. And also the tour experience was neater than Wembley because it was smaller it was nine people, including me. Um, we didn't have this pack of 20-something-year-old German tourists who thought they were comedians, unlike on the Wembley tour. Um, so uh, that was better. But it was, it was a really, really pleasant time. And that was my Monday. Then Tuesday, I get on my train to Norwich. And uh, it's only like two, two and a half hours, something like that. Very easy to get there. And my the place I was staying was very close, and we don't need to talk too much about that. But um, I get dinner. I, the, I then I go to my first ever Norwich home game at Terra Road, and I'm in the front row, behind the goal. Which, if you've ever been low at a soccer game, it's like being low at a hockey game. Where, yeah, when it, you're very close. Yeah, when the action is really. When it's on your end, it's really cool. And then when it's not on your end, it sucks. <laughs> and sucks is probably a little mean. because I mean, it's just cool to be there. But but it is hard to see what's going on on the other end. 
especially because in the case of, of this, like my my seat was below the level of the pitch because they have it like slightly elevated so that water will drain off the sides. But <laughs> anyway, so Josh Sargent stores again, um, has a penalty saved. He bounces up and uh, heads the rebound in. Norwich end up winning 4-2. It was a very weird atmosphere because Watford, the opponents, they come back and tie it 2-2 in the second half. And there's just been sort of this weird anxiety with the head coach. And no one really probably wanted as their head coach in the first place, but he's actually doing a pretty decent job right now. And then they sub off Sargent, who's been dealing with an injury. And so... But people don't realize he's injured, so they chant, you don't know what you're doing at that coach, <laughs> which I joined in because, I mean, I don't hate the head coach or anything. I don't think he deserves to be fired, but it's but sort of like when, when, in, when, in, when in Rome, but also it's sort of like, I disagree with what you're doing. I think I'm allowed to do that, even if I don't think he should be fired. But anyway, it was fine. Uh, Norwich ended up winning 4-2, like I said. the uh, they They stored two goals right in front of me. Um, which was neat. The weather was terrible. This is classic English stuff. Rain, probably like 40 degrees, a bit windy. Um, and being in the front row, I was not under the canopy. So I just had to deal with it. Over there, I will say they do like the C word a great deal more. <laughs> so they'll just say that at uh, someone they don't like who's <laughs> who's uh, maybe doing something on the... Um, maybe they play for the other team or they've made a decision they don't like. I don't know. It's not a word I like. But anyway, so before the match, um, I got there really early and I asked uh, some lady nearby, can you take a picture of me? Um, and if you go to my Facebook page, that is my new picture over there. And full time, I stick around because at the end, the crowd goes around, or the, the players go around the stadium applauding, you know, thanks for coming out and everything. Uh, and this guy walks in front of like the, the space between the wall to the stands and the advertising boards. And it seems like, I guess, the, the lady in the crowd knew this guy somehow. And uh, he had on his phone this little pink foam microphone thing. And uh, they talk for a second, and I'm still standing there. And, and she goes, it's this one's first time here. Um, and so he goes, oh, cool. Well, uh, do you want to be interviewed for, for BBC Radio <laughs> Norfolk? <laughs> so I say, sure, you know. Because, um, I mean, I, I've listened to a lot of the their the radio stuff when i stream the games they have the uh the radio play-by-play -play over the video but anyway so I, I appeared on on english radio for about uh four minutes and they just said you know how how, how is it like being here you know what what's it like watching uh, an american goal store um as an american they asked me if i think north should should fire their head coach um, you know, it was just an interesting time and it was sort of weird to be put on the spot like that, especially when it was just a weird atmosphere, but also I was really happy to be there is the thing. Yeah. So, um, so that was an interesting experience. Um, and maybe if I, I was able to go back and find the audio, I might clip it to the end of this podcast. We'll see. And then I had a few more days in Norwich. The next day was just doing laundry, sitting around. And we get to Thursday. Um, I go on a hike in a nice. little town called Thetford. Um, they've got this big man-made forest. And I did a nice 10K walk um, going through the trees. Seemed like it, no one was really there. It was the middle of the day on a Thursday. Don't know who would be there. Haggard, maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Dumb, dumb British people show. I will say that in the middle of London, there, there's this theater that's putting on that um, that uh, J.K. Rowling Harry Potter play that uh, everyone says sucks, but oh. like seems like people still want to see it because Harry Potter. And you know despite everything that J.K. Rowling has <laughs> done, still want to see it and give J.K. Rowling money. But 
anyway, that's beside the point. Um, I got back to Norwich. I went to a very nice Indian restaurant. It's all vegetarian called Namaste Village. Um, if you're ever somehow in, in Norwich. Um, but this takes me to Friday and where I should really talk about the city of Norwich. And I got to tell you, I really like the city of Norwich. And it was partially I was happy to see my soccer team. But it's also sort of my kind of city in that it's a bit boring, <laughs> uh, which is not really what I mean. It's more you can hit everything in one day. Yeah. As a tourist, you can hit everything in one day. And Friday, I did that. I went to the cathedral, which is gorgeous. Um, I went to Norwich Castle, which um, they're actually working on trying to restore a lot of the castle. Um, because a lot of it now is an art museum, like mostly art, some like weird nature diorama stuff, but the rest of the castle used to be a prison. And so they're trying to restore it to like, even before it was a prison, so you can see the dungeon and, you know, a bunch of medieval stuff. And if I was in the city, like three months later, I would see it because they're almost done. It sounds like, but I, I went to the castle and looked at art um, I saw a couple of the old medieval buildings um, and I went to Norwich Market, which is this, it's like sort of a street vendor hub, I guess. They've just got a bunch of booths in like, I don't know, like 10 by 10 or something like that. Um, and you can go get a sandwich. I had a lasagna sandwich. Oh, that is it. That's, I don't know how I feel about that, but I respect it. was good. I respect I respect your right to eat it. I mean, it was certainly not good for me, but it tasted good. I'm um, glad it did. But anyway, so the 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 city, I was I was talking with the guy who runs the sort of bed and breakfast place I was staying, and he's sort of a dork about uh, medieval stuff. I shouldn't say dork. Nerd is the word I'm looking for because yes. Dirk is a bit more pejorative. Uh, yes. So what I knew was that Norwich. 800 years ago or whatever was the second biggest city in England behind London. It was like at one point, a, you know, an important center as it were of the country. But the thing is, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. It's the biggest city in the county. It's bigger than the biggest city in the neighboring counties. So it's a regional hub. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a regional hub. It's not like Lubbock where if you, take a step outside and the, the biggest town is 5,000 people, but it is sort of like, this is the big place and everything around is just farmland. There's not any mines. It's probably like an hour and a half by train to get to the coast. So it's not really a port city. There is a river that goes through Norwich that they did used to ship things on, but we're talking like probably about the size of, I don't know, a pontoon boat or something could get through. So like it's not like a major industrial center. So when the industrial revolution happened and every city in England that was capable of producing metallurgy or whatever, whenever we got to that point, they were, they would tear down a bunch of their old medieval buildings and put up factories. Well, in the East of England, there was no factory to put up. So they got left behind economically and population-wise, you know, the, the north north of England became a lot bigger this time. They didn't tear down their buildings, though. Yeah. So not only that, but then World War II hit, and there was no real strategic reason to bomb Norwich, <laughs> despite it being pretty close to the Netherlands. So, like, you know, if the Germans occupy that territory, they could probably get there pretty easily. I'm, I'm sure there were some bombings, but, like, the, like, the big buildings in Norwich are still standing. There used to be a city library that, that uh, is no longer standing. They put up a big shiny building there that is sort of the new library, but also some other stuff. But the reason they did that is because it burned down and that was completely separate from the war. So like the whole city is not like a normal modern city. Yes, you have lots of driving and stuff, but hardly any four lane roads. And you can walk the entire thing as a pedestrian, just about. 
except that there are all these hills, which is really weird. It's a, it's an incredibly hilly city. A lot of the streets are cobblestone. There are these alleys. There are like five different ways to get to the same place because there are all these sort of alternate routes. Um, you go around one corner and then there's another turn. It, it's a weird layout. No modern designer would ever do something like this. But it's really charming, especially because all the buildings in the city center are old. They just happen to be hundreds of years old and are like where you can go buy some clothes or whatever. And and, and the guy was uh, at the, the bed and breakfast was telling me like, if uh, if you catch like one of the, the, the building manager on the right day and he's feeling nice, like he might show you the foundation and like it's, you know, some stuff that no one ever does anymore. So I thought it was a really, really cool city. Um, again, not a lot to see in sort of a touristy way, but but as someone who likes, yeah, there, there's history. It's walkable. There are restaurants that aren't just chains, though. There are Five Guys everywhere. <laughs> that is cultural colonialism, right there. Absolutely. I, I I did have multiple opportunities to have Nando's. Which have you heard of Nando's? I have not heard of Nando's. Is that an American chain? It's not an American chain. It's, uh, yeah, I, think so. uh, I think it might even be from North Africa, maybe, or maybe oh. it, it's like a, an, I don't remember what part of Africa. I think North Africa and Portuguese fusion Ooh. chicken thing. Actually, it sounds great. It does sound great. I didn't try Nando's, though. Okay. Even though there are a couple ones in Norwich, there are multiple in London. I just, I didn't want to have a chain, but yeah. people like, they're huge, just they aren't in America. Like, a bunch of different countries have Nando's. But I didn't eat one chain while I was in the country. Um, though I did eat at the Waffle House. Nice. Which is not the same as the, the American Waffle House. But I was going to say, did you see anything go down? <laughs> I'd be very surprised if this Waffle House had things go down. Um it's a place in Norwich. It's been around 30, 35 years that uh, he's going. He did some waffles, and they're they're good waffles. I'm telling you, I, I had one that was like a, some banana, cinnamon, mm-hmm. some chops, chopped up fudge, and then like a toffee sauce on it. It was really good. So uh, that that Friday night after I've walked all over Norwich, um, seen from atop a hill, the not much of a skyline that exists. The cathedral you can see from anywhere in the city, just about. I go to Terror Road because they're having like this event to rewatch their most, the, the club's most famous game, which was a win over Bayern Munich in the UEFA Cup, now the Europa League in 1993. They streamed the entire game on these screens and before and after they had a Q&A sort of thing. Oh, cool. With six or seven of the guys who actually played in that game. Um, and I thought, well, while I'm in the country, I'm in the city, let's do this. So I went and it was, it was neat to hear them talk. They gave us like these, uh, these replica programs from the day of, and like a sort of mock ticket. Very cool. Um, which is, yeah, it was kind of neat. And it also then turned out like, Watching a, a a twenty and a half year soccer game that everyone knows the result to is not very <laughs> not very dramatic. Uh, no, that, it's, that's it's not, not nearly the same way. No, and so there are these two guys in front of me who are talking, and I just decide to ask, "Hey, so I'm going to the game tomorrow because there's a game on Saturday. After the game, I was wanting to go to a pub. Where should I go?" And so they tell me some options and, you know, so we get, we, we, we converse and, and it turns out to be a really nice conversation. It's this guy who's probably around my age uh, by the name of Tim and a dude who's probably like 48, 49, somewhere around there named Andy. And uh, they know each other because one of them worked with the other's dad. And so it's, um, but we had a really nice talk about like the team, about the city, about, like we we talked a bit about politics. There were multiple times I talked with Englishmen about American politics on this. Trip. Oh, I bet that's weird. interesting. Well, they were progressive people, is the thing. I know, I know, but I bet 
I, I bet people have opinions on American politics at at the moment. Well, they were mainly just confused about the Democratic Party. Yeah, <laughs> Similarly, yeah. I'm confused yeah. about the Labour Party. Yeah. So that was that was the common thing. Was like we're we're the, the, these semi feckless if not totally feckless organizations that are supposed to be helping people. But anyway, oh. so we we had a really good talk. What one of the guys was a a, a fan of uh, the Dolphins and the Vancouver Canucks. Hmm. Which interesting, and, interesting combination. Yeah, and and uh, the the thing with when when you're over there, it he he found out it's kind of impossible as you get older to watch a team in Vancouver when you live in England. Yeah, I bet. Because that's uh, an eight-hour time difference. Oh my goodness, a bit difficult. But so anyway, it was, it was really cool getting to talk with Andy and Tim. They were incredibly friendly. One of them after I left reached out and said, hey, if you're ever back in town, you know, reach out. We should, like, see each other again. And today, I think I would like to do that. The next time I'm over there, three years from now, maybe not, because it would be, it feels somewhat weird, but we'll see. I don't know. Next day, Saturday, last match of the trip, I was behind the goal again, not on in the front row. I was a bit further up. I was sort of in a corner. It was a very good view. Uh, they are playing a Cardiff, Cardiff City, who was not good. They were pretty awful. Somehow went ahead 1-0. Uh, Norwich stored four straight goals. Uh, once again, our man Josh was on the uh, the store sheet, got the first goal. Gabriel Sara, this young Brazilian guy, had a brilliant free kick goal. He's been threatening that for weeks and uh, stored on a, a direct free kick. That was very fun. Second half, um, we see uh, we see Josh Sargent's store again, this time on our side of the field, and then Josh is subbed off. So I in uh, in three matches I got to see the American store four times, and I will note that um, the uh, the Saturday after I left, he did not store, which to me suggests if you just put me in front of Josh Sargent, he will store, which means both Norwich owes me some tickets and also the U.S. Soccer Federation owes me, uh, owes me some tickets for 2026. <laughs> but I digress. The atmosphere was a lot nicer. Everyone was behind the team. After the uh, the Tuesday night, the, the head coach sort of talked about how the uh, the fans were maybe being a little overly critical. And everyone, I think, got the message for once instead of just retaliating and being angry back. Helps when you win 4-1. Uh, there was one more goal. I, I don't know when I'm going to get to go back to see my team, but it was great to get to see them three times, get to see two wins and a draw, lots of goals. There's one regret I have, though. All right. So I'm I'm in a Facebook group of American Norwich fans, and that Saturday game against Cardiff was Global Canaries Day, they called it, where foreign supporters groups came in um they got to at halftime do a parade around the pitch so there was there were a couple of guys from japan there were some italians i think i saw some germans maybe some scottish people which, which scottish is only sort of foreign but you know it's another country but at the end of the game they were going to go into that little pub area that i was at the night before and um have a sort of panel on you know, what it's like to be a foreign supporter and everything. And uh, they were going to try, the club was going to try to get a um, a player. So the, the, uh, the, the Facebook page, a guy in the Facebook page is sort of like the liaison to the club. He gets an email being like, hey, if anyone's coming over for this game, let us know. And, um, you know, we'll put them on a list. They can go in. And uh, I didn't want to say anything until I had my ticket. Like, if I didn't get the ticket, then it would be kind of crappy to not be able to do the, the cool stuff. So I, I think, like, literally the day I left for the for England, I put something in the, the Facebook page saying, hey, if it's not too late, can you, uh, you know, pass my name along? And I don't think the guy did. Yeah. Um, which is kind of on me. I was, this was like two, three weeks after he posted the initial thing. So I didn't do the halftime thing. And I didn't even. That was really cool. But you got on the BBC, like, you you know. Yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. Um, but here's the thing. I didn't even think about the post-game thing. I don't know if I could have just walked up and gone, hey, listen to my voice. Can't you tell I'm foreign? Can I maybe, you know, hang out for, for a while? 
because I, I don't I mean the, the, I could see them being less of a stickler about that because um, I mean they both were free but like being on the pitch is a different deal than just going to a, a bar in the stadium and so then I, I get back to the bed and breakfast after going to a pub eating some fish and chips that were just okay I've had better fish and chips here and so I'm looking at Twitter and I find out uh, they did they were able to get a player to talk to the uh, the Norwich. Oh no! It was none other than my guy. It was Josh oh. Sargent. Oh no! America's target man. And uh, so I could have met him. I could have talked to him. Just said, "Do America keep storing the goals?" <laughs> maybe maybe he could ask me about uh, Temu Puti, the uh, the Norwich straight who's now at Minnesota United. But uh, so that's a regret. I should have said something earlier because I, I thought, well, what if it is Josh? But it probably won't be. But I didn't. Anyway, so that was the the last sort of act of the trip was, was regretting that I did not do that. And I, I went to sleep. And the next day I got on a train back to London. And uh, I went to the last thing I did in, in London. I was kind of not really happy to be there. It felt sort of like a chore being there. But I, w- I went um, to East London there was a uh, a place I wanted to go to, um, the oldest Indian restaurant in the city. Oh maybe my in goodness. the country. It's about sixty years old. It's called Punjab Indian Restaurant. Um, a bit pricey. It was very good. I got this chicken mix of tandoor chicken stuff. And uh they bring it out to you like like fajitas at chilies, <laughs> you know, on a wooden block with the the the, the metal thing that's sizzling and you're sort of like, oh, okay then. And then I, I look at the chicken and one of the types of chicken is this bright red. And I think, because I do not handle spice well, this is going to end me today. And uh, I took a bite, zero spice whatsoever, which maybe they were looking at their audience yeah. and, and toned it down, which I know happens, but maybe it was also just, that type of chicken just looks spicy, but isn't. Because the the lamb I I had in that little plate thing actually was kind of spicy, but like only marginally. But the food was very good. I burned my tongue, and then I got a dessert. And I was sort of thinking it might be like a an ice cream thing with donuts in it, but it was just these these hot donut holes, mm. um, and a and a warm syrup that tasted good. But it also burned my tongue some more because it was still hot. But anyway, so the next day I walked through Kensington, a very quiet, empty Kensington. I think we've all done the after hours walk through a city before, but it's weird when it is a very tourist heavy part of one of the biggest cities on earth at 530 in the morning. Um and no one is there except you and the buses. Uh, but I, I took a walk to uh, Paddington Station. I got on the train and I flew home. And uh, that is the sort of synopsis of my trip. Um, this is genuinely one of the coolest things I've gotten to do for myself. I mentioned earlier I, I didn't really want to leave. I was th- those last day day and change it was sort of like i want to keep doing things or i want to be home and i wasn't really either and that was annoying but when you see a team that you've been watching for 10 years three times in a row and you know they've got more games coming up you want to stay on tour i want to stay stay on tour yeah Yeah. and they they play their big rivals in april and it's like i would love to go to that and uh but but, you know life beckons so you must come home the office beckons. Unfortunately, it does. So, um, but this was a really, really cool time. I really enjoyed myself. I, I wasn't overwhelmed. I did a ton of planning. And so I had a lot to do, but I also wasn't as exhausted as I feared I as I might be. Um, I got to have a lot of Mediterranean food. And that yes. is always choice. I love, you know, it's super basic, but I love some some falafel and some shawarma. Just just throw it at me, and I will eat it. Um, not much English food, but uh, yeah, England not known for its local cuisine. I mean, the thing that I like like meat pies. I like 
uh, and I did have one at the West Ham game, and, and I like shepherd's pie and these things, but it's not sa- It's not like zesty, you know. Yeah. No one bites into an English thing and and uh, thinks, uh, ooh, that that's a new flavor I haven't had before. It's it's meat and potatoes, and I did not have any beans on toast. I don't like baked beans anyway, but um, nor do I. Um, I can tell you the uh, the breakfast at the Ben breakfast place in in uh, in, in Norwich. If you ever there, highly recommend All Gal- All Hallows Guest House. Very well located, incredibly quiet, good place to sleep. But the breakfast is also really really good. It turned me into a a jam believer, <laughs> not like Aaron jam believer. Yeah, diff- different jam, always a different jam. But... Um, but they had this really nice apple blackberry jam that uh i just i spread on some bread because i was like well let's try it and uh and it was good and i got home and i went to target and i got some blackberry jam and it's good bringing 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 you know you're bringing a little bringing bringing the culture to to america i love it taking something back with you yeah so yeah I, i didn't know if you had any questions or anything um not not there there are individual things to pick out here and there but um no, not really any, not really any big questions. I just, it just sounds like a really fun trip. I'm glad you got to do it. I mean, I know it's just, like you said, it's been something you've been looking forward to and planning for a long time. I mean, to throw it back, to refract it through <laughs> my life. Um, I got this big trip coming up in a couple months. And so it really, I'm starting to get in my head. I'm thinking about like, how do, how, how do I want to think about and plan this trip? And I felt like I noticed some analogs to your trip. So I'm taking that away from this, but mostly I'm just glad that you got to got to enjoy it and see your club, you know, and have some really cool experiences along the way. It sounds like a universally, uh, you know, uni- universally positive experience. And Lord knows we all need we all need those from time to time. So um, I'm, well, I guess I was glad you got to do it. Yeah, I will say it is weird being an American and and not America. You're, it, it's not that you notice other people's accents as much, um, though I was embarrassingly like unable to understand some people sometimes, usually if it was a loud room. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's more you feel very conscious of your own accent because it's like they know you don't belong here, you know. Yeah. You're and and obviously it's not like I'm an immigrant or something. Um I'm not from I'm not I'm not the reason Brexit happened. You know, the reason Brexit happens because they're afraid of Polish people and Muslims. Um I'm I'm a a white, you know, formerly Protestant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but it is sort of like do they look at you as kind of like an idiot? And like the restaurant situation is weird. Most of the time you pay at the front. You have to ask to leave a tip. It's weird. Just like all these little things are weird. But uh, it calls nuances, you know, that's what happens. You go somewhere else, you know, you gotta gotta dial in. Gotta dial in. And yeah. Well, I, I it sounds like you represented us well, you know. Nope. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't drink, so there's there there's no debauchery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are going to have some more England-related content next week. The uh, the, the boys who uh, played at Three Savile Row and at Abbey Road Studios, um, they made a lot of music you might have heard, and we talked about the, uh, the this idea of maybe making some uh, some dream set lists before I left for the country, and uh, it's been long enough to where we have them now. I, I Maybe some modification is needed, but... Mm-hmm. We'll have that talk next week. Should be a fun time. It's been a month. Have you written about anything you want to talk about? Uh, I had a piece come out, an interview with uh, the singer Sarah DeRose. I don't think I talked about that. I think I talked about my interview with the drummer last month. Um, So, yeah, I did a piece on Sarah DeRose, just a little bit about her new album. Um, We talked a lot about sort of her process behind writing it. It was more a little more collaborative um, she did some kind of heavy hitter collaborations on it um, from a writing standpoint. So it's cool hearing her talk about that process. And uh, in that vein, we also talked about her other collaborations, um, which included some words about the uh, the late, great David Crosby. So friends of the pod would, <laughs> would like that. Um, uh, yeah, so 
I think it's the most recent thing I wrote. I wrote. I also did an interview with Abraham Alexander, who talks about that a little bit off mic, um, and uh, a review of uh, of the great guitarist, British guitarist, I believe, um, Albert Lee. Um, so that is up as well. If you want to hear me talk about his great choice in songs and song selection and command of the American songbook, which is ironic because he's British and stuff. But, uh, yeah, the Jerose pieces of those three is probably the one that I recommend the most. Um, she was really cool and it was a pretty short interview, but she's just a real, real professional and uh, her music is great. And she has a new album out that I really like. So if you're going to read one of the three, I mean, read all of them, but, that seems to be the one that I've gotten a lot of feed, really positive feedback on from people. So, and then I got another one coming out in probably in a week or a week or two, which I'll talk more about whenever I put that out. So yeah, good stuff. Did you ask Albert Lee if he had been to the city of Albert Lee? I, this was not an interview. This was a review. So, Oh, I see. Um, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately I did not, but, you know, you hope somebody has at some point. You know, it feels like we'd be do we'd be doing him in the city a disservice. We'd be doing <laughs> I'd be doing my readers a disservice by by not asking him if I were put in that position. Um but uh yeah, good guitar player though. Played with Clapton and Rodney Crowell and Andy Lou Harris and the Everly brothers for like ten years in the seventies, which is kind of a weird trip. Um but uh yeah, good show. Well, that's good to hear. Everyone keep an eye out for, for Aaron's words. Yep. Uh, anything else we want to mention before we head out? Uh, no, I, I don't think I have anything more. I think this was, this was, this was productive. It was productive, and it wasn't, wasn't as long as I feared it might be. It's only about an hour. So yeah. Everyone have a good weekend. Go to foreign countries if you can. Maybe try places that aren't full of white people who speak the same language as you. But... Uh, Anyway, we'll we'll come back and uh, talk about the Beatles next week. So uh, be ready for that. Yeah. See ya. Rob, I've got a very, very special guest after this one. Chandler is all the way from the United States of America. Whereabouts in uh, USA are you from? Minnesota. Minnesota. You you look cold. It's colder there, isn't it? Uh, right now, it's probably about the same as was right now. We've got a <laughs> kind of a milder winter. But... Well, this is your first game. What a game. It was a lot. <laughs> uh, bit, bit dicey for, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes of the second half. But you know what? Uh, I, I thought that uh, the Fast Snacked and, and Stacy had really good games. I thought, you know, good tip from Barnes today and, and Sara, you know, really uh, frustrating at times, but what, what a goal, you know? When he comes on, he's really, really good. Absolutely incredible atmosphere, because at one moment it turned a bit sour when your man, Josh Sargent, went off. Yeah, I, I know they, they took him off after an hour on Saturday because, you know, some injury concerns. I don't know if that was it today but i i should have i thought he could have got another 10 15 minutes honestly he, he looks like he was doing a really good job but i don't know maybe they're saving him for saturday i don't know he's absolutely on fire at the moment it's josh Sargent. that must make you proud as an american oh it's phenomenal i started watching this team 10 years ago and you know it's it, you know I, I was at loftus road this this past weekend and um one of the coolest things i've gotten to experience is seeing him score on saturday just uh, he's what, what, seven or eight goals on the season now? It's so much fun seeing him do this, and I hope he stays for a long time. And you've been supporting for 10 years, and then an American player come. What did that mean to you? Oh, it was, it was, it was you know, it was a little iffy. You know, he, he wasn't great at, at Bremen, but, uh, you know, I, I, he kept re- rooting him on and rooting him on, and, you know, for him to finally come through, it's just, uh, I, I love it. And, and the way he played at the World Cup, too. Uh, it's just, it's really, really fun. I'm glad he's, he's on Norwich. 
you have just participated in your first fist bump at Cow Road. How did that feel? Oh, it's great. You know, love, love to be here for a win. You know, it's great. It's great. Does it feel like your home, you know, though this is the first time you've been here? Well, I mean, I've watched so many games from my couch. My, my couch is a bit warmer. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be among other Norwich fans for once. Not a lot of them in, in the U.S. Why, why Norwich? What, what drew you to Norwich? Well, they're just, uh, it's so easy to, to follow Liverpool or Manchester United or one of these big clubs. And, and so I thought, you know, why not try one of the, uh, the, the mid-table clubs at the time in the league? And uh, I heard about this really exciting striker named Ricky Van Wolfswinkel who was coming to town. And I thought, oh, this could be a pretty good team. And, you know, they got relegated that year. But the, the promotion season next season was fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me fall in love with the team. It's been great. So why why now? Why why come to Norwich now? Well, I, I I'm, I'm old enough. I've got a job. It's steady, good you know vacation stuff, and I might be going back to school soon. So I thought you know if not now then when you know, um, and it's it's been wonderful. I, I've really really liked it. I was around the city center today, and it's really really pleasant city. And final question: Wagner in or Wagner out? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Um, if you, if you had to ask me if he is definitely the guy I would want, I would say no, but I can't really say he's doing the worst job in the world, which isn't, you know, the most glowing praise, but, uh, you know, it's, it's working for now. The players really liked him. He seems like a nice guy, and, um, you know, I, I, I can't really see it being fair sacking a manager, you know, when, when you're, what, up to seventh maybe after today? So... Um, I'm not the happiest with his performance, but um, I'm fine giving him some time with some reluctance, I guess. I'm iffy, I'm iffy. And will you be here Saturday? I will be here Saturday. Very happy to be here Saturday. Hopefully it's warmer. Hope. <laughs> yeah.